the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. I'll be with you for the next hour. We're here live in studio, and we are ready to take your calls. Take your calls for prayer, for questions, for comments, for praise reports. We are live in studio, and we want to be a part of your Sunday morning. Uh, But the main part of Sunday morning is to pray. Let's pray and let's seek the Lord. Let's ask the Lord to just take over for this program. Take over in this hour. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to be on the air, giving us an opportunity, Lord, to pray and to seek, to seek you, Lord, in prayer and in your word. Lord, I thank you, Father, for all that you do, all that you're about to do, all that you've done. Lord, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for his suffering on the cross for his sacrifice on the cross for his shed blood lord to forgive us of our sins so i thank you lord holy spirit take over this hour bless each and every listener each and every caller lord lord let needs be met tonight let prayers be answered tonight as we seek you in jesus name amen amen well again welcome to the program you're listening to the gypsy christian hour and i'm your host sam nicholas i'll be with you for this next hour We're here to help you pray. We're here to help you understand the Word of God, to understand the Bible, to understand truly what salvation is. You know, we are, the Bible tells us that we are all sinners. There are none righteous, not one, the Bible says. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and we need salvation. We need the answer to the question why am I alive? Why am I here on earth? You know, we're here on earth to have fellowship with God through Jesus Christ, through his finished work on the cross. You know, uh, we all have needs. We all go through things. We all go through trials, through temptations, through tribulations, whatever. We're all in this world, and we're all going through trials. Jesus said, uh, in this world you will have tribulation, but take courage. I've overcome the world. You know what that tells me? that for all the questions and for all the problems and for all the situations in this life, Jesus is the answer. 
He is the answer to every situation, every circumstance, every problem that we that we uh, run into. He is the answer. So if you need the answer to your problem tonight, if there's something going on in your life, which who doesn't have something going on? You know, really, we're all suffering in this world, whether it's a physical need, whether it's a financial need, and most importantly, if there's a spiritual need in your life, if you feel far from the Lord, if you know that you've never received Jesus Christ, call in tonight. And we'll help you in that prayer to receive salvation, to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, so if there's something going on that you need prayer for, we're here to help you pray. The number is 888-995-5552. Would you call in tonight for prayer? You know, the Bible tells us this in First John, the 5th chapter, the 14th verse. He says, this is the confidence which we have before him. Talking about the confidence that we can have before Jesus Christ, before God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. It's talking about prayer. It's talking about asking God. It's about having confidence before God. We can have confidence coming before the Lord Jesus Christ, coming before God the Father. We can have confidence coming before God because if we ask according to his will, then we can have confidence knowing that he hears us. And whatever we ask, we know that we can have when we ask according to his will. You know, Jesus taught his disciples to pray that God's will would be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We can ask according to his will because his will is perfect. His will is good. I think of the scripture that says that when God blesses, he makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. You know, if you're blessed by the world, you're gonna add. It's gonna add sorrow some way, somehow, some sometime. There's gonna the world will add sorrow to whatever it gives you, but when God blesses you, He adds no sorrow to it. So that's the confidence we can have tonight. Come to the Lord, come to the Lord in prayer. So, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, I encourage you to call in. I encourage you to have the confidence to call and to ask according to God's will. Have that confidence. Know that the Word of God, know that the Bible says you can have confidence coming before the Lord. The number is 888-995-5552. That's the number to call right now. We're here in studio. We're here ready to help you pray. 888-995-5552. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, you know, I really feel impressed. If you feel far from the Lord tonight, if you feel that somehow you're just not right with God, I encourage you to call. You know, maybe you've never given your life to Christ. Maybe you know that you're a sinner. Maybe you know what you've been doing. Maybe you know how much you've you've strayed 
from doing what's right, and you need to know that when you die on this earth, you're going to go to heaven. Maybe you want the security of knowing that you're right with God. The only way to know that you're right with God is to have Jesus Christ in your heart. It's to be forgiven from your sins. So if you know that you need to give your life to God and you're, you're, you're being impressed right now, convicted by the Holy Spirit, call in tonight and let's pray that prayer of salvation. If you're a Christian and you've backslid or you've, you're, you know, you're just not close to the Lord anymore, you know, I tell people when they tell me I don't feel close to the Lord, well, who do you think moved? God hasn't moved. Jesus Christ, Hebrews tells us, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus never changes. You know, that's one of the attributes of God. He's immutable, can't, can't change. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's the same forever. That means his love doesn't change. His love for you doesn't change. His feelings for you doesn't change. He loves you just as much today as he did when you first gave your life to him. No matter what you've done, no matter how far you've strayed from him, he's ready to call you back. He's ready to receive you back. And if you need, if you need help praying and asking to come back to the Lord, we're here to help you do that too. Number is 888-995-5552. I really feel that there's a spiritual need out there. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about you right now. There's a spiritual need. Come back to the Lord. Come back to him because he's ready to receive you. So if you need that, call in tonight. If you also if you know somebody who needs prayer, and you know I've got a list of people that we want to pray for, so we know some people that need prayer. Do you know somebody who needs prayer? Why don't you stand in the gap? Stand in the gap for somebody that needs prayer. That's somebody who needs a change in their life, whether it's physical, spiritual, financial, whatever is going on. Call in tonight and stand in the gap for that person. Eight 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 nine nine five. Five five, five two. How about your Bible questions? You know, do you have a Bible question? Is there something that you've read, something you've heard, something you've been wondering about all this week or this month? Call in tonight with your Bible questions. If you have a question about the Bible, Christianity, doctrine, theology, the cults, the occult, whatever, whoever. You know, maybe somebody's come knock on your door. Maybe you've had a visit from the Jehovah Witnesses or the Mormons. I had a, I had a visit from Jehovah Witnesses earlier this week, trying to invite me to one of their, to one of their uh, events. So, if something they said confused you, well, let's look it up in the Word of God and see where's the confusion. Because God is not the author of confusion. God is not. God does not create chaos. God doesn't cause confusion. The Bible is clear. The Word of God is clear with His meaning, what is telling us. So why don't you call in with your Bible questions, 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. 
for the live on-the-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you have a Bible question, a question about Christianity, about doctrine, about world religions, whatever is your question tonight, call in. You can also call in with your praise report. How has the Lord blessed you this week, this month? How has the Lord answered your prayers? Call in with your praise reports. Call in with your comments. We're here to be a help, a help in prayer and a help in the Word of God, a help in whatever whatever situation you're in tonight. God has the answer. Jesus is the answer. Again, that's 888-995-5552. Well, today is the Lord's Day. Today is Sunday. We're starting off our Sunday morning. And thank you for starting your Sunday morning with us here at the Gypsy Christian Hour. But this is just the beginning of the day. We want to start our day in prayer, of course, and continue our day in church. So I encourage you to be in church today. Wherever your church, whenever your church is having services, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you go, go to church. Be in service. The Bible tells us not to 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 forsake the assembling or the gathering together as some have. You know, we've seen a, a, a fall off of church attendance, but it's coming back. The Lord is bringing his people back to church. He's bringing new people to church. So be in church. Get together with your fellow Christians and be a part of church. We gather together to pray, to praise, and to hear the preaching. We get together to praise the body of Christ. We get together to worship, to praise God together as Christians, as the body of Christ, and to hear his spoken word, to hear the word of God, to hear the message. You know, it's the message that brought us to the Lord. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ that brought us to the Lord, and it's the Bible, the Bible, the, the, the preaching, the word of God that keeps us strong. So be in service, be in church. If you don't have a local church that you go to, we'll help you find a church. Uh, just email me at sammynla dot kkla at gmail dot com. You can email me and just let me know what area you live in, uh, whether it's uh, San Fernando Valley, San Gabriel Valley, the West Side, the South Side, the Bay Area, wherever uh, South Bay, I should say, Orange County, wherever you live, there's a church near you that will support you and that you can support. You know, we're blessed in Southern California with so many great churches, great pastors, men of God that are serving the Lord. So if you need a church, let us help you find a church. Just email me and let me know what area you're in, and we'll be able to recommend a church in your area. That's Sammy, S-A-M-M-Y, N as in Nancy, L-A dot K-K-L-A at gmail.com. You can also use that email to email me your prayer requests, if you need prayer during the week, we'll be praying for you. If you email me and let me know about your need, just let me know what you, what, how to pray for you. Let me know how to pray for you, and we'll pray for you all the week. If you have a question about the Bible or a question about Christianity and you can't get on the air or haven't gotten it on the air, 
email me your question, and I will answer it the following broadcast. But you have to email me at Sammy, N-L-A, S-A-M-M-Y, and as in Nancy, L-A, dot K-K-L-A, at gmail.com. Okay, well, we've done that. Now we're going to get to our prayer requests. We want to pray for my brother Tony Nicholas. He's recovering from a stroke. We ought to pray for baby Matthew, who's recovering from surgery. We also want to pray for Holly. And then Mimi uh, emailed me, and she has some health issues. She's not feeling well. And then we want to pray for Seth and Dennis and Valerie and Kylie. So, Father, we come before you. Lord, we have so many situations, so many circumstances that are beyond our control. But nothing is beyond the control of your hand. All of these things can change, Father, with just the touch of your hand. Lord, I pray for Tony, that he would receive your healing physically, Lord, that he would be healed from the stroke and everything else that's going on with him, Lord. I pray for healing. I pray for his healing spiritually, Lord, and Lord, that he would come to his senses in so many different ways. Lord, you know the situation. So I just pray for a complete and total healing for Tony. Lord, I pray for baby Matthew. I thank you for the successful surgery. And I pray that your blessing would be upon him, your healing would be upon him, and that he would recover totally and completely, Lord. I pray for Holly, Lord. I pray for Holly, Lord. You know. You know the situation there, Father. So I just pray your grace, your protection, Lord, I pray for Mimi and for whatever health issues she's having, Lord, that you would heal her totally and completely, Lord. You know her situation. You know every aspect of her life, Lord. And I pray your blessing in Jesus' name. I pray for Seth, for Dennis, for Valerie, and for Kylie, for your will to be done in their life, Lord. I thank you. I thank you and I praise you, Lord, because we can have confidence coming before you, praying according to your will, Lord knowing that your desire and your will will be fulfilled when we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, again, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. I'm here in studio, and we're ready to take your calls, ready to pray for your prayer requests, ready to seek the Lord on your behalf and answer questions from the Bible. So call in tonight. Call in with your prayer requests, with your questions. The number is 888 888- Nine nine five 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 two. That's eight 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 nine nine five KKLA. It's the easy number to remember. Just call that number, and you'll talk. We'll put you live on the air here, and we'll pray for your prayer request, answer your question, whatever is going on, whatever you need the answer to. Jesus is the answer. Eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Well, let's go to our first caller, and we're going to talk to Mike. Hi, Mike. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing good. You know, Sam, I was raised Catholic. And you know, they have some really beautiful churches, don't they? Oh, yeah. I was raised Catholic, too. Um, mainly in the San Gabriel Valley. Knew the San Gabriel Mission pretty well. Yeah. I, um, I was. You know where El Sereno is? They have one in El Sereno also. Uh-huh. A nice-looking church. Yeah, the Catholic churches are some of the be- most beautiful churches there are. You know, I was just in one. I was in a Catholic church 
a couple of weeks ago, a friend of ours passed away. We were in there for his memorial, and I was just taken aback again. You know, so you know how beautiful these churches are. You know, but they've got their problems too. You know, I, you know, I was brought up Catholic, but uh, we were Catholics of convenience. I used to say, you know, after yeah. I came to the Lord, you know, uh, you know, there's some strange things in the Catholic Church. Yeah, so Sam, things are going pretty good, and um, you know, I need to clean my act up a little bit, in a few areas, and I'm doing that, you know, and I, I feel that, you know, if you take those other steps, you really feel that, you know, what you are following him in the way you should, I guess. And he doesn't want you in the middle, huh? He doesn't want you not lukewarm, I guess, huh? Yep, that's exactly what the Bible says. I would that you be hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I shall spit you out of my mouth. He says, if we're lukewarm. Yeah. Okay, Sam. Maybe just another one of your prayers, Sam, because everything is going well. Well, Father, we thank you, Lord. I thank you for, for, for Mike and his mom. And I pray, Lord, your continued blessing upon their life, Father. And wherever whatever you're convicting Mike, Lord, about cleaning up his act in certain areas, Father, I just pray that you would give him strength and power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, to to just have victory over whatever there is, Lord, that needs to be cleaned up, whatever Whatever work there's to be done, Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit would do it in grace and in gentleness. Lord, that you just give Mike the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you would continue to bless him and his mom, that you keep them in good health, Lord. And I think of your word that says, I would that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Let their souls prosper, and Lord, just keep blessing him in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again, Sam. God bless you, Mike. You have a great weekend. Well, if you'd like to call in, the number is 888-995-5552. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Gilbert. Hi, Gilbert. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hey, Sam. Great to talk to you. First-time caller. Oh, Thank great. Thank you so much for receiving me. Yeah, I just uh, want to let you know, first of much how, how much I appreciate this broadcast. And real quickly, uh, I was raised Catholic, and, and much like you, I think, a lot of the scripture was just glossed over. I, I, I really only remember catechism growing up. Right. But my cousin, cousin of mine, devout Catholic, we seem to be at odds. And, and out of respect, I, I want to steer clear of arguments, but he believes that there, there is scripture that points to an intermediate state. And you know where I'm going to. He, he's talking about an intermediate state. Purgatory. That he re- Purgatory. Right. So how can I respectfully, I don't want to contradict him, because I'm not certain. Right. But, you know, he he mentions a, a rich man and, and a beggar. Right. He also mentions, he's got some scriptures he points out. What's your take on it, and how can I respectfully well, contradict uh, him? Well, you got to remember something that when in, when in Jesus' uh, story, and I don't call it a parable because he uses names. He's being quite literal. He's, he talks about Lazarus and the rich man. And That's right. Lazarus was in the bosom of Abraham, which was a good place. Okay? Yes. And the rich man was in Hades or Sheol. Well, the whole place was called Hades or Sheol, which just means the grave, which means that people Correct. died and went there. But I, I would go to Paul. Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. It doesn't talk about an intermediate, uh, a waiting place. 
It doesn't talk about anything, you know, any any place that's other than heaven or hell. You know, and mm-hmm. even even when it talks about hell, it doesn't talk about the literal hell. It talks about the grave. It talks about Hades. It talks about a place of suffering. Okay, but in Ephesians, it tells us that Jesus, after his resurrection, emptied out that place, not the place of suffering. He emptied out the he emptied out the bosom of Abraham, and he led captivity captive. You know, if you if you look up the word captivity. Uh, in a concordance, you'll see in Ephesians uh, that he led captivity captive. He emptied out uh, the bosom of Abraham uh, and led them into into his presence. But nowhere okay. in the Bible does it talk about an intermediary place or the place of purgatory. Uh, purgatory was, how can I say this? Uh, it was brought up in the Catholic Church because the priests believed that there were some people that weren't good enough to go to heaven but weren't bad enough to go to hell. So they they thought this place up a purgatory uh, where you could serve out your penance, you know, uh, until you're you're good enough to go into heaven. And then they came up with this thing called indulgences. Uh, Bishop Tinsel in Germany had the phrase when and, and you could buy your you could buy your way out of purgatory. He said when the coin in the coffers a box rings, the soul from purgatory springs. So you know this, this all this 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 doctrine of purgatory is all made up. It, it's it, it there's nothing in the Bible that really says or shows that there's a place where you go to suffer for a time it's when we die we enter into eternity we don't enter you know, right. you know the, eternity is from the from the time you close your eyes in this world and you open them in eternity uh, there's no and, and you're either going to be in heaven uh, in the presence of Christ or you're going to be separated from him you know uh, I believe it's in Ecclesiastics that tells us it is appointed unto man to die, once, to die once, and then to, the to, to to face judgment. So there's Correct. all kinds of scriptures that points to eternity after death, but there's no scripture that will point you to a place of purgatory. It's just not there, you know. And I, you know, as we were brought up as Catholics, you know, we were taught to uh, to believe that. The Pope was inerrant. That the Pope, when the Pope spoke, he was speaking from, you know, directly from from God. But then some of the things that the Pope said didn't work out. You know, so he couldn't have been inerrant. So the way the Catholic Church dealt with that was, well, when he sits in his chair, I think it was encarta. I forget. I forget the Latin term for it. But when he sits in his chair his Pope chair, then he speaks for God. You understand what I'm saying? So there have been yeah. there, there have been problems in the Catholic Church for many, many years uh, with their doctrine. Uh, and that's one of the reasons uh, for the, uh, the Protestant movement. You know, that's when we had, when Martin Luther uh, nailed his theses 
to the door of the Wickenburg Church. You know, that you're not justified by works, but we're justified by faith. That was a major problem in the in the Catholic Church. That was the that caused the separation between uh, Roman Catholics and Protestants. Right, correct. So you don't believe, and I don't either. Uh, let me just uh, clarify that that the bosom bosom of Abraham could be construed as that intermediate state. In other words, when Jesus sets the captives free, you don't think there's any way they can argue that that is. A state of purgatory? No, I don't, I don't. I really don't believe that you can you can look at that scripture and say <clears throat> that that is because if if he led the entire place, if he led all the captives free, okay, correct. Then then what happened to those who were suffering? I mean, is that do you understand what I'm saying? It says it says. Listen to this. It says. Uh, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. Now, why would he be giving gifts to those who were in uh, in, purg- in purgatory suffering? It doesn't say he led. You know, it doesn't say he led the whole place free. He said he led a host of captives free. I believe he emptied out the place of where he calls Abraham's bosom, those who were waiting for Christ. You see, think about this. How were people saved in the Old Testament? If Jesus hadn't come yet, how were they saved? Well, they were looking forward to the Messiah. You know, we, we look backwards to the cross. Because the cross was in the past. Well, in the Old Testament, the cross would have been in the future. So they were looking forward to the cross, but the payment hadn't been made yet at the cross. Jesus' sacrifice hadn't been made yet at the cross. So even though they had died with the hope of the Messiah, the Messiah hadn't come yet. So they were in Abraham's bosom waiting for the Messiah. So uh, when Jesus died and was resurrected, he went into Hades, or he went into the grave where they were waiting, and he announced, hey, I'm here. What you were hoping for, what you were looking forward to, finally happened. <coughs> Excuse me. I went on the cross, I suffered, and I and I rose from the dead, and now I'm here to take you into your reward. And he gave gifts to men. He gave gifts to those who were waiting for the Messiah. Now, Anyone who died in the Old Testament, who who were separate from God here on earth, who didn't have the hope of the Messiah, well, they went to hell. They didn't they didn't live uh, in the hope of the Messiah, so they died without the Messiah, and they're still there. Those people that were there at the time of Lazarus and the rich man, they're still there in in, in suffering in the grave, suffering in that place, and they're waiting for their final judgment at the great white throne judgment where uh, after that it will they'll be thrown into the lake of fire with the uh, with the devil with satan so that's why i say right. that's why i say he led captive a host of captives and he gave them gifts he gave gifts unto men the gift of eternal life in or the gift of, of heaven or being in his presence you know it also i understand 
So if, if I'm if I'm correct in understanding you, those hosts of captives free were the ones that were waiting, right? Obviously, to be joined with God in heaven, right? Those right. Those the ones, the ones who died with the hope of the Messiah. We when we we live and we die in the realization of the Messiah. You know, right. you know, we know, you know, Jesus is a literal person who literally lived and was sacrificed on the cross. We know that from past history. Well, they didn't have that. They didn't have that knowledge. They had the preaching or the 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 prophecy of the Messiah. They knew he was coming. We know he came. Correct. Amen. Okay, that I think that gives me a little bit of, uh, you know, just something that I can kind of throw out there. A host yeah. of captives free. Because yeah. I know he's going to he's going to suggest that they were the ones, the souls in purgatory. Right. But you you're right. I mean, we're waiting for Jesus to come again. Right. So I know I know I'm saved. I mean, I accepted Jesus Christ when I was 35 years old, and even though I fall short. You know, I I know where when I close my eyes and I open them again, I'm going to see him face yeah. to face. Now, one I, like as one as, thing I'd like to add, Gilbert, is these are non-essential. Uh, how can I say right. this? These are part of the non-essentials of Christianity. <clears throat> you can you can you can be saved and believe in purgatory. Okay, I'm not it, saying that's it, correct, but you know, it's like. You you can you can believe in purgatory or not believe in purgatory and still be a Christian. These are not things Amen. that we should separate over, but we can right. we can you know uh, we can debate these things, we can discuss these things, you know we yeah. can we can go back and forth, but at the end of the day, we we're still Christians. You know, even though there's so many problems with the Catholic Church, you know, right. uh, you know. I still believe you can be a Catholic and and be saved. You know, if you're depending on Jesus Christ for your salvation, if you're depending on your justification by faith and not by works, you can still be saved. And, yeah. and, you know what I mean? So these are non-essential. Sam, I think I'm going to... Go ahead. I'm going to approach it. Yeah, I'm going to approach it that way when we get into our discourse. There I'm you... just going to say, brother, I, I just don't think this is an essential right. <laughs> argument that we need to have. We both know where we're going to go when we close our eyes the last time. And, and you know, you, you got to stress the point that we're justified by faith, faith in Christ. Not by works. Not by works. Yes. And not by not by paying money into the coffer's uh, uh, right. che- uh, coin chest. You know, that was the whole thing with Bishop Tinsel. Go back and look up the history of the doctrine of purgatory and see where it came from and show them where it came from. It has not been in essential Christianity, Orthodox Christianity, from the beginning. This is something that came up through the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah, and it's interesting you bring that up. He has a little problem with that, justified by faith also, because he'll he'll point to James, show me a faith without works, and I'll show you a dead faith. And I, I kind of buy, I believe that. I mean, I think they go hand in hand, right? If you're passionate about yep. your faith. Well, here's the thing. They're going to be the, the fruit. If you can, you can. I believe that too. You you look at Second Corinthians five seventeen. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. New old creation. things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. James says, "Show me your faith, and I'll show you." You know, faith that that works come through faith. Well, you can have 
works with faith, but you can't have faith. What? How can I say this? You can have. You can't have works without faith. Right. Faith is what justifies you. You're justified yeah. unto good works. Works is works are a result of your faith. Your faith is Correct. not the result of your works. Amen. That's and, the way. That's what I. Yeah. That's what I want. That's how I'm going to approach it. You can have faith. You can have works without faith. You know, those are said Christians. You understand right. what I'm saying? Those who those those are the hypocrites who put on the 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 the, the they, they put on the show of their good works, thinking that that's what will save them. But it's your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ. It all goes back to John seventeen three, and this is eternal life to know the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And that word "know" means an intimate relationship. It doesn't mean knowledge. It means an intimate relationship. You know, when Jesus talked to Nicodemus, he said that a man must be born again. Everything hinges on your relationship with Jesus Christ. Are you born again? Even as a Catholic, you have to be born again. Jesus didn't say you have to be Protestant or you have to be Catholic or you have to believe in the Pope or you have to do this. Right. Right? He said you have to be born again. Born again. There's where it's, that's, that's, right. that's salvation. And being born again eliminates the problem of purgatory, eliminates the problem, any other problem in, in, that you can come up with. As long as you're born again, you don't have a problem. Born by the water and the spirit, correct? Exactly. Now, there's there's a, 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 a thing about the water and spirit. You know, <laughs> uh, how are you born of water and the spirit? Uh, of course, we're prompted and we're convicted by the Holy Spirit that we're sinners. That's being born of the spirit. What does it mean to be born of the water? Does it mean to be baptized? Do you have to go to a church and get baptized as a baby? No. Jesus said, you are washed by the water of the word. So it's the word of God. We're, we're exposed to the word of God. We're exposed to the gospel. And the gospel washes us clean because through the gospel we're convicted and we understand that we're sinners and we come to a Savior because we need a, because we need a Savior. Hallelujah. Makes... I'm going to keep in touch with you. I'll okay. share with you again, <laughs> share Glad... with you again if, if we come up and against any more roadblocks. So Glad to be of help, Gilbert. Thank you, sir. God Good bless. Night. Good night. Well, we spent some time with Gilbert, but I think it was time well spent. I hope you, uh, you were enlightened uh, by that. It's all the Word of God. It's all the Bible, uh, whether it's uh, John 17, 3, or John the third chapter where Jesus talks to Nicodemus, or the the story of the of the Lazarus and that's all the Bible, and God makes things clear. So I hope that uh, that helps someone uh, out there. I know I hope it helped Gilbert, and I hope he has. I pray that uh, he has uh, some time to spend with his friend. Well, we've spent some time already, and we're past the the bottom of the hour, and we've got a couple of more calls we're going to get to at least. But if you need to call in, it's 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. Robin, Eric, keep holding on. I just want to share with everybody that we are a listener-supported program here at KKLA. That means we depend on your financial help to stay here. You know, we've had this time slot 
for the last 36 years, and it's been an honor and a privilege to serve you and to serve the Lord, especially uh, on this radio broadcast. But we need your help to stay here. So would you consider uh, helping us financially make a check or money order out to GCH Ministries? That's the Gypsy Christian Hour, just GCH Ministries. Make your check or money order out, whether it's $5, $50, $500, whatever you can afford. You know, whatever you can afford to help us here at KKLA to help the Gypsy Christian Hour. Make your money order or your check out to GCH Ministries. And you can send it into P.O. Box 93917. That's P.O. Box 93917, Pasadena, California. And the zip code is 91109. Uh, I hope you'll consider us worthy of uh, your contribution. Uh, we're, every time you, whatever you send in, it is so deeply appreciated. Uh, whether it's it's a $5, $50, $500, $100, whatever you send in, it's really appreciated. And it all goes to keeping us here at KKLA every Saturday night, Sunday morning at midnight. We're going to continue our calls, and we're going to talk next to Robin. Hi, Robin. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hi. Um, yeah, so I have a question that no one's been able to answer for me. Um, and just for a quick background, um, I am not Christian. I'm just into Jesus. Um, I think the Christians have absolutely ruined everything, as well as the Catholics and everyone else. They've all branched off into 2,200 different like, like segments. Like, no one can agree on anything. But if you just only follow Jesus and His Word, then it's pretty clear. You just preach on a dirt mound. You tithe to yourself, but it's like St. Jude's, you go out and you spend your time doing stuff, but money baskets in church, I don't agree with. Churches that have stained glass windows and all that, Jesus would have never been into that, nor did he preach like that, nor is there anyone preaching like Jesus in the entire world. Not one church is like him ever. Jesus never meant for it to be this way. So I just don't understand Christians, but I hate to call myself a Christian because of how much hate there is between it, how much they say, you know, where you're going to go when you're going to die. So I'm part of a Christian group. We do Bible study every Wednesday, which I'm shocked I'm in, because my mom is Buddhist and Hindu, Mm -hmm. and she's into Tibetan culture, and my mom thinks that all of this is garbage. But I actually have personal testimony that Jesus saved me. So saying that, because I have such knowledge in it, and my uncle was a graduate from Harvard, I found a bunch of stuff out that no one is able to answer me. First off, there's, an, there's a saying from Isaiah that says, um, 45-7, I, the Lord, I form the light and I create darkness. I make peace and I create evil. I, the Lord, do all things. So for Christians to pass off like it's not a yin-yang thing, just like Buddhism, that like God's only good and then the devil is separate from him. He literally says in the Bible in Isaiah, I create evil. And no Christian will even look at me. They think I'm making this up. They have to look up the passage. They don't believe me. And then they're shocked when they find it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do you not know this? This is in your Bible. And if you look at the Old Testament, the Old Testament is nothing like Jesus. The Old Testament is a vengeful, hateful, jealous God that took some poor guy, I think Ezekiel or some guy, tied him down to a floor and said, you have to lay on one side for 390 days, eat out of a tiny little jar, 
and then lay on the other side for 390 days and you can't move. If you found that person in today's time, it would look like a serial killer had done that to you. But I refuse to read the Old Testament at all because I'm just like, that is crazy. No one lived in a whale's mouth. If you go to San Pedro and try to jump into a whale's mouth, it's just scientifically not possible. You would die. So to me, it's just like, garbage but then you read the new testament and it's absolutely beautiful jesus doesn't bring up anything weird like that it's just how to be good to each other what a good person you should be um you know how to live your life how not to speak badly about other people i read everything by jesus and it's amazing so i don't know why people even go back to the old testament Mm. if you ask the jews they don't believe in hell whatsoever so if you look at their thing whenever they talk about burning in hell the Jews actually say is that to burn is to be refined like metal. So I'm like, why don't the Christians, why do they believe in hell? And the reason why the Catholics, which you were touching on, believe in purgatory is because in the Christian Bible, it says hell does not exist. It says that is why the devil is roaming around earth, mm-hmm. because hell does not exist yet. It actually, hell doesn't exist until the very end of the Bible in Revelation, when Jesus finally makes hell for the devils and all his minions, and humans aren't supposed to belong there. I guess people go there, but hell doesn't exist yet, and it says that in the, Christ- in the Christian Bible, but not until the New Testament. So the Old Testament, the Jews said to burn is to be refined like metal, mm-hmm. and that we're never supposed to fear God. The Jews, when they said fear, they actually meant the word respect. So all these words have been twisted and translated, and if you actually look at like Harvard documents and old studies and people who are actually Jewish that know the Torah, they will tell you that Christians have like actually just misinterpreted all these words. Okay, so yeah. I want to know why Isaiah 45, 7 says, I create peace and I create evil. It's just something that's bothered me for a long time. So, sorry, I know that was a lot to go on. I'm just curious what you think, because I'm obviously not your normal Christian caller. I never <laughs> believe in it. My mom, like I said, was Buddhist. So you always get these Christians that are like on board that yeah. have been indoctrinated. Well, I do really believe in Jesus, but... What's up with that? What's up with Isaiah okay. 45? Well, per- first of all, let me tell you how much I appreciate uh, how you performed your question and, uh, you know, the way you, you know, graciously spoke in your mind. And I just want to go back to Isaiah for, first of all, 45, 7, it says uh, that the Lord forms the light. He, said, he says, uh, there is no one besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other, the one forming light and the one creating darkness, causing well-being and creating calamity. I am the Lord who does all these things. Now, first of all, God created the heavens. If you go back to the Torah or you go back to Genesis, uh, you see that God created the heavens and the earth. He created light. So we see that, and the the opposite of light is darkness, you know. So there's not there's no there's no contradiction here, darkness and light. But it doesn't say that God created evil, or that God is it says, the author. It says, it says I make peace and I make evil. Well, what? Or there's another version that says I create well, uh, prosperity. Well, the better the, the best translation, the word for word translation is calamity. He's saying I create calamity. He's saying, I cause well-being and create calamity. Now, that means that God uses 
<clears throat> the situations of the earth, the situations in our life to uh, to lead us, to guide us, to, 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 to refine us, you could say, you know. Uh, and that's what the, well, that's what Isaiah is saying. He is the Lord. Now, you, now you got to look at this. Try and look at this from God's from be. From, I am, but the King James, the King James version, which is before the NIV, and we made it all fluffy for our you know generation. The King James version says, "I create evil." But, that is like the but, oldest version. Okay, but that is the King James translation. Okay, and the the better translation is calamity. He, God does not create. All right, if God created evil, okay, if He was the author he of evil, He created the devil, did He not? No, He did not create the devil. He He created Lucifer, and He created and He created all the angels, and He created them with a free will. Lucifer chose. Please, uh, what's your name, Robin? If we're going to have a conversation, I get to talk, know, and I'm you get to talk. Let's not talk over each other. Yeah, but God Ro- didn't create Robin, world. let's he not talk. That. Robin, let's not talk over each other. Let me finish, okay. and then you can speak again. Okay? okay. God created Lucifer. He created him an angel of light. He created him as one of the archangels. He created all the angels with a free will, and Lucifer took that free will and he rebelled against God. God did not create Satan. He became Satan. When he rebelled against God. So God did not create evil, but he creates us with the potential for evil. Because if he didn't give us a free will, then our obedience to him would be for nothing. It it wouldn't mean anything. He created beings with a free will so that we can choose to love, choose to obey, and choose to follow him. Now, the fact that that Lucifer didn't follow him doesn't mean that God created him evil. He created him good. It says in the Bible that he created him as an angel of light. But he uh, he chose to rebel against God, and that's when he sinned, because of his pride. So God is not the author or creator of evil. Now, um, before you speak again, I just wanted to mention one other thing. If you believe in Jesus so much, okay, if you love the New Testament so much, why does Jesus, and you say that the Old Testament is, is garbage or it isn't good, why does Jesus quote so many Old Testament passages? Why does he talk because about... Because he was Jewish and but, he wanted to fulfill the prophecy because people, people, I think that what happened, in my opinion, this is just my own opinion, is that Jesus is like, oh my God, no, I came to make a new covenant. I see you guys want to follow God, but you're following God absolutely the wrong way. God is not jealous. He's not vengeful. He's not hateful. That's why I came as the Lamb of God, because I'm peaceful. And then the Jews got really mad that he wasn't a God of war, that he didn't come here to create war. And God's like, listen, you don't have to go slaughter a bunch of lambs just to go... You know, he, he came as the very last sacrifice, because why would God make a bunch of lambs for you to slaughter and kill innocent animals just because you're, like, sinning? It would just make no sense. It would be insanity to just go, oh, here, I'm going to kill a cat because I screwed my name. It's not insanity, it's because no. the Bible tells us that life is in the blood, okay? And that blood has to be spilled in order to make amends for the sins of man man. that's like 
that's like a caveman. That's like well, who does that? You know, that's not sophisticated. Well, or, or all of that, that, all of that in the Old Testament was to point us to Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. He's the Lamb of God that was that was slain on the cross. Yeah, now the I mean, thing is, the thing is, you know, I'm running out. I'm running out of time very quickly. But the thing is, if Jesus thought that, the, or he knew that the Old Testament was wrong or was garbage, to use your own words, then why would he quote so many Old Testament passages? And he 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 validated the story of Jonah. He says, just as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish three days and three nights, so so shall the Son of Man be in the belly of the, the, the earth for three days and three nights. He validated he, Moses. He validated Jonah. He quoted all types of all types of prophecies. He fulfilled because he ha- all the because prophecy. Because he, he had to fulfill prophecies. But that would, then it would be a lie. It, it would all be a lie. It, it, then, then, then Jesus... It was a story made for children. But then Jesus... But then Jesus... And we took it literally. Then Jesus would be a liar. If, 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 he, wouldn't be a, he wouldn't be a liar. He's referencing a story that was told to children as no, a way but, that's an analogy. But the, but the, Bible, but the Old Testament now, doesn't tell it as a story for children. The, the Old Testament tells it as a narrative. Yeah. It's telling us of what but actually like happened. dinosaurs didn't exist. It's just insanity. Well, like, the, nobody says the dinosaurs... I don't say the dinosaurs didn't exist. No, but a lot of Christians do. And And the weird thing is that Sorry, it's just it's just weird because I don't come from a Christian background, and I come from a, like parents of science and people who went to Harvard. So I just don't understand. Well, you, th- you, th- you, th- you think Christians don't go to Harvard? You think Christians don't go to Harvard? Harvard University was established as a Christian school. Oh, I know, I know. I, I looked into it. And they but did, uh, it's not like that today. But, the, but I'm just saying Christians, Christians, are, Christians, Christians are Christians are a lot of Christians are intelligent. And a lot of Christians are highly educated and are theologians. And a lot of these things have been. A lot of. But, 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 Robin, a lot of the Old Testament has been validated through archaeology, through manuscripts, uh, through many scientific ways. You can't prove Adam and Eve. You cannot. We would all have Down syndrome. We would have genetic problems. That's why the. That's why all these kings and queens. Had like problems so, with their teeth. So where do you think? So all, where do you think all the people came from on the earth? You don't believe in Adam they and didn't Eve? Come from two people because we're, we're, so Adam and Eve and their family went to so, the land of so, God and came across other people that just randomly showed up. No, no, no. There's no. so many holes in the story. Well, Robin, I'm really. I don't mean to cut you off, but we're we're no, at no, the we're at the end of our hour here. Thought. We only have we only had an hour. But it's great talking to you, and it's interesting, you know, that some of the things. But everything, but everything that you're talking about, everything you're saying has an explanation. Uh, there are no contradictions in the Old Testament or the New Testament. Everything is that, that the Bible says is true. It is the it is the Bible says the Bible claims to be the Word of God. So I would I would I, encourage you to do your to do I your homework. The New Testament wholeheartedly i really do i i literally had well go back and read where go go back and read where jesus references the old testament because he came to he 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 validates so many old testament passages well thank you for your call i really appreciate talking to you god bless well we are out of time for this edition of the gypsy christian hour but i want to just give you a moment 
to remember that Jesus said you must be born again to enter into the kingdom of heaven. That the Bible is the inspired word of God from the beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation. We can believe and depend on the word of God. We can depend on the Bible to be true. And everything that the Bible says prophesied did come true. And everything that the prophesied prophesies in the future will come true. And the only thing left is Revelation. Everything else is done. So I encourage you to give your life to Jesus Christ. And if you'd like to do that right now, I'd like to encourage you. And just say, Jesus, if you're real, show me. If you're real, come into my heart and live in my heart. I know I'm a sinner, and I ask for forgiveness. I ask for your grace. I ask to be a part of your kingdom. So please forgive me of my sins and show me who you are. Reveal yourself to me through your word and through the power of the Holy Spirit. I ask and I seek to follow you. And I pray in your precious name. Amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer and you really meant what you prayed, you are a new creation. I encourage you to get into the Bible. Get into the Word of God. See what Jesus says. See what the Bible says about Jesus. Get to know Him. This is eternal life, to know the one true God and Jesus Christ whom He has sent. Start going to church. And if you need a church, we'll help you find one. But this is the beginning. This is the first day of a new life with Jesus Christ. Well, God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Gypsy Christian Hour. With your help and with God's blessing, we'll be back here next Saturday night. God bless you and good night. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.